This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. Central.com. It is just after 10 on Friday morning. This is Sex Talk with John T. Searle. And with me in the studio is Tamar, who looks really smart this morning. Thank you very much. I'm just, I, as I explained, I came from an amazing event. So mm-hmm. I feel very chirpy this morning. Okay. That's yeah. very, very cool. Yeah. I'll tell you all about it later. Okay. That sounds interesting. And you found some other interesting stuff in the week for us to talk about. Yeah. Actually, you know, because you're so deep and, you know, you're so amazing and knowledgeable, I do all the, you know, shallow stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm searching to see what's happening in the porn legislation. I'm checking the new sex reality shows. So there's lots to talk about. Mm -hmm. There is actually like the X Factor. The sex factor. Okay. So we're going to discuss that. We might even be able to pop it on our podcast page to see that it's actually going to be legit and very admirable or, I don't know, um, desirable to be a porn star. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Some judges and actually like nice people mm-hmm. like to have sex. Okay. No drugs. I don't know. Okay. Cool. So let us begin with this and then we are going to spoil. Right, let's Ooh, start that again. I'm still kind of sitting on the beach in Mozambique. Yeah, you were the dolphins me. meditating. Yes. yes, so we're going to talk to Lorato Bereng, who's the curator of a really fascinating sex exhibition. Let's start here. Oh, that is. Twitter back. Philippe Gian. Today's dirty dictionary word is. M and G track. An M and G track. Dirty dictionary word. Any idea what an M and G track is? It just sounds to me like OMG, something <laughs> like that. Uh-uh. Okay. Ooh. So join our conversation on 0861-555-189. We are on WeChat. We're on Twitter at... Six talk underscore Cliff C and we're going to periscope some stuff and it's going to be fun. Okay. So let us talk to Lorato. Is Lorato there? Lorato is there. She is is online. Good morning, Lorato. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. How are you? We are fantastic. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. It's a pleasure. So tell us about this exhibition. Yeah. It's at the um, Stevenson Gallery in Bramfontine. Yeah. Okay. Where um, did where did it come from? The another um, line is breaking. And it's at Stevenson Gallery in Bramfontine. I curated it 
Um, it opened in April, on the 21st of April. It closed on the 3rd of June. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a group exhibition with several artists responding to the subject of sex. Um, I sent sex as a curatorial proposition um, to a couple of artists and began a conversation which departed and which went in many directions. Um, so it's kind of an amalgamation of, of sexual responses, so to speak. Okay. Where, where, what was the inspiration for this? Where did it come from? I'm um, sorry. Keep that. Where did it come from? What was the inspiration for for the exhibition? Oh. Um, well, I was. It started uh, quite a while ago. Um, I was in New York, and I went to visit the Sex Museum in New York. Mm-hmm. Um. And kind of walked around the space, and part of it for me felt quite tame, actually, considering it's a sex museum. Um, but I did come across the Deep Throat, which is a very interesting porn film, yes. uh, which they were screening in the space. And so I, I started thinking about the idea of how one exhibits sex or, or explores the subject, and I felt like something could be unpacked. And then I thought of, of South Africa and how um, there's been a sexual narrative in the news for as long as I can remember. Um, but interestingly, you know, artists have grappled with, with several subjects in the news and sex, not really so much. So there hadn't been an exhibition about sex. There's been exhibitions about gender and, um, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, mainly kind of focusing on gender. Um, but there hadn't been an exploration curatorially on the subject of sex, and that's that's why I decided to take on the subject. Um, we also, incidentally, at the gallery, got a fifth floor space. So this is the more playful anecdote to how I got to the show. Um, and I decided I really liked the idea of like going into an elevator and somebody pressing the button for you and going upstairs and someone unlocking the door. Um <laughs> on the top floor of our building. So I initially, sex was going to be a, a small project on the fifth floor of our gallery, and it um, kind of expanded to to fill the whole space, downstairs and upstairs. Okay. That's what sex does. It tends to take up a lot more space once we give it permission mm-hmm. because there's so <laughs> much of it and so many different aspects. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. Yeah, wonderful. So what was the artist's response to your first contact? Um, sure. Okay. So unlike, uh, I suppose, the different curatorial approaches, so unlike most um, shows, I didn't approach artists with a kind of fixed concept. I didn't say, I'm looking at sex and how it does this. Um, instead, I, I said, I look, I'm looking at sex and I want to see it through your perspective mm-hmm. and, and what, what, what sex makes you think of, what, what comes to you when you think of sex. Um, so some of the responses um, were, I mean, one artist decided to look at, was watching a lot of Masters of Sex, mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. series, um, and came across the Masters and Johnson sex research and started looking into it um, and looking at the sex graph. And so she decided to respond to the male sexual response and the female sexual response as depicted by the graph. Mm. Um, so that's one one experience. And then another like another artist uh, collective, these two guys called Faka, they decided they wanted to look at um, 
spaces, sex spaces in Joburg. Mm-hmm. You know, what's been great about the project is starting the conversation like, hey, I'm doing a show about sex and people sharing these stories about spaces that used to exist in Joburg where crazy things happen, the spaces that still exist. Yep. So they decided to look at a space that still exists called The Factory, which is a gay sex club in the inner city of Joburg. Yes. Yeah, we've done um, a show on that. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I for me, all of this was news. So, actually, this sex exhibition has, has, has uh, taught me a lot. It's opened up so many things. I mean, I'm embarrassed to say I never, I never knew what a glory hole was. Uh-huh. <laughs> and through the sex show, um, I've learned so many things <laughs> about what happens sexually in this city of ours and, mm. and, and I suppose, nationally. So, they decided to do a thing on, on the factory and they performed they recreated the, the kind of a room from the factory and mm-hmm. made it in the gallery and then um, put together like a, a short gay porn film. They set it up like that, like a bowl of con- an enamel bowl filled with condoms and lubricant. Um, and then on the opening, they, they came in and took off their clothes and performed. And, and that was groundbreaking for performance art and what has been seen on a public domain. Um, I hadn't seen this. Not exactly like we did a dress rehearsal. Mm. So um, it was it was great that people decided to take on the subject in, in so many diverse ways. Yeah, that the really name is of amazing. the exhibition is sex. Sex. Full stop. Hey, that's so. You know what that um, makes me think of when we did the live expanded orgasm. We did a live expanded yeah. orgasm in the studio towards the end oh, of last wow. year. And that was actually one of the most amazing expressions of performance art. Wow. Wow. I can imagine. I'm glad I missed that. Well, fair chance we're going to do it again. <laughs> Good. Please. Let me Maybe know. Maybe next time it will be Absolutely in an art exhibition. Amazing. That yeah. sounds really <laughs> cool. And how's the response? How people are responding? Mm. It's already a month, a month and a half up. What's going on? Mm. Yeah. I mean, so it's been a very interesting set of responses. I mean, just from the opening night was an overwhelming um, audience. I didn't expect so quite so many people and so many people to engage the way they did. So especially with the really provocative work like the Faka piece, the mm. performance piece, where people are all of a sudden for the first time, a lot of people are seeing um, gay sex, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> on a screen. And then watching two guys perform kind of <laughs> performative sexual acts. Mm-hmm. They didn't have sex. They just, uh, at some point, masturbated <laughs> in front of the audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I was, I was really, I think it was really interesting to see how um, people respond to to this 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 kind of provocative stuff. So they walked in. Um, I remember lots of people would kind of walk in, be completely shocked, and then you know walk out and see the rest of the exhibition, but still come back. Mm. And see what, what the guys are doing now. Yeah, well, <laughs> or there's where this, the gay porn was now. There's wow. this incredible fascination with it. Yeah. 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 And, you know, we have a similar thing at Sexpo because one of the, the things that I promote at Sexpo is this beautiful yoni massage experience. So mm-hmm. that's the female um, sexual massage. And on our oh, stand at Sexpo, we show, we have a little uh, video loop running of some yoni massage experiences. And every single sexpo, somebody says that you should actually put a camera on top of the screen going to another screen somewhere else just to get people's responses because it goes (laughs) from shock to horror to fascination to – and people come back again and again and again and again. 
It's like yeah. we, we can't take our eyes off this. It's exactly yeah. what, yeah, it's exactly what yeah. my boyfriend told me. He said, it doesn't matter. It will be the most intelligent person in the world. You see a beautiful pair of legs or you see a beautiful body. You stop. There's a different system altogether that works with us. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. fascinating. Why not using it? Yeah. To create a consciousness, to create yeah. awareness. And there actually is yeah. in Joburg, when you really start looking, there is so much going on sexually that covers mm. such an incredibly wide spectrum. Absolutely. I mean, one of the exercises that I did while artists were making artworks for the show um, is I put together a timeline of sexual, I suppose, the sexual history of Johannesburg in mm. South Africa. Um, and I decided to use uh, the last decade as my departure point. So I looked at from 2006 until 2016. And the very beginning of the decade is, is the Zuma rape trial. Mm-hmm. Um, and thereafter, all of these other sexual narratives um, unfold. So there's, for instance, you know, there's the, the Kylie, um, a sex worker in Cape yeah. Town case, um, where she won her case for unfair dismissal from a brothel. Um, Mapuna Volume 1, the first all-black South African point film came out mm. in 2010. Um, you know, Of Good Report was the first South African film to be banned for an illegal sexual act, um, as, as it was said, um, but it was later unbanned, of course. And I, and I included this film as part of the programming of the exhibition, and I, I did a screening and a Q&A with the director, Jamil Kubeka. So... Um, there, there are a number of elements that arise in the narrative of, of um, I suppose, South Africa's sexual history that I decided to pick up on in relation to the exhibition. Um, and as well, looking not only at the kind of fun parts of sex, uh, the sex clubs, sexual exchanges, mm. um, sex graphs, uh, mm. I decided to, you know, when you look at, when you actually look at the narrative of sex in the country, there's so much darkness. There's so much non-consexual sex, yeah. non-consensual sex, that um, I decided it's very important to include the element of, of violence because it's really quite prevalent. Um, so I, I worked with Zanella Moholi, who's um, a visual activist, and she created, uh, well, she's kind of already been working on this, and with every exhibition she has, she exhibits it, but... Um, a timeline of hate crimes, which uh, is against the kind of gay, the gay community in South Africa, um, and I'm, it was the saddest moment for me on the exhibition to have to ask Susanna to please send me an updated timeline for the show, because mm. that means that there are new sexual um, offenses that have occurred, and, and she updated it up to the day of the exhibition, like and uh, up until. April. That, yeah, it's, that's such a, it's such a continuous um, and pervasive part of our society. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry that I was not more involved in this. I have to say, Lorato, <laughs> so you are being dressed down for that. Um, I apologize profusely. Because <laughs> we would love to have been more involved, and I think have so much to contribute to that in so what many is, ways. Yeah, what is the hashtag of mm. and your Twitter handle, Lorato? Well, I've just been, I was probably like the most commonly used hashtag, but it's hashtag sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you, that Gee, another that's another five so million. Surprising. Yeah, there's about five million hashtag sex yeah. as yeah. well. So if we want to know the one <laughs> of the, how do we get to the Bramfontein yeah. Gallery? How, yeah. What do we do? Um, you should check out our Facebook. Um, it's, it's Stevenson. Um, and 
it, it will have all the information on the exhibition and where you can find us. Alternatively, um, if you go onto Instagram, you can go to follow Stevenson underscore ZA. Um, it'll have some images from the sex show and kind of lead you to the kind of event, show you a couple of the things that we did for the show. Cool. I have a couple of ideas. I think that we could actually expand this a little bit, which I think would be kind of interesting, but we will talk about that. What did you okay. include about the world of swinging and swapping in this out of curiosity? What did I? What did you include about the world of swinging if. in this? Not much. Why? But. Why? Is the first <laughs> well, question. No, I didn't. I, I kind of touched on it in my sex timeline because mm-hmm. I heard about a, a swingers club that opened a week, no, a month before the show opened um, in, in Joburg. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Tell um, us where it is. <laughs> we want to know. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. You see, the thing is, I tried to find real information. I heard kind of uh, people share you, stories with me. So you I weren't talking to the right people. I, I heard it got launched in Rosebank <laughs> at a okay. club, um, and it was a particular celebrity, but I, you know, I'm not sure, so oh. I wouldn't. Because there yeah. are four clubs in Joburg, oh, and around the country as well, a whole lot more. So it's this huge undercurrent of people involved in this world, not only through clubs but privately, and it's a really important part of the sexual landscape in South Africa. Wow. Well, I'm fascinated to unpack that further at some mm. point. So with the sex show, for me, it started. Um, it opened up. So much. I mm. mean, there's so much that you can look at in relation to sex. Yeah. Um, and in no way did I feel like the exhibition was the end, or the exhibition was a kind of um, summary of sex. Mm, I that, think it's just a particular set of responses. Um, a lot of things did not get dealt with in the show as well. Um, and I'm uh, and I was never intending to show all of sex. It's impossible to show yeah, all of sex. Yeah, it is. But, but I hope that it'll open a conversation for maybe a, a follow-up sex too at some point. Mm. And that's really beautiful um, that we plant these seeds. Yeah. Because I know the work that I've been doing for years. That's really what it's about: is planting seeds and opening doors and possibilities for somewhere. Yeah, that's Down why I'm having line. so much sex and with so many people, Lerato, oh. so I can influence. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, everybody does their own thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this is cool because you know what? We find ourselves talking to people. Sometimes the gap is so, you know, so big. We go, yeah. or either it's like from Jonty from a therapist point of view, me from like an ambassador of sensuality and come as a woman, work on your sexuality. You're going to be so happy. It's, it's a bit intimidating to go to an art yeah. exhibition, plant a seed. And that's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. That yeah. Beautiful. I mean, it was really great. I mean, we got to engage with so many interesting people. Mm. Um, we worked with Funke, Gender Justice and Sex Workers Education Advocacy Task Force. They came for the opening and, you know, there were sex workers that were answering people's questions. They had an Ask the Sex Worker booth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been like, you know, many, many interesting things were touched on and everything could have been its own project, actually. Sure. Um, so I hope I hope the relationships um, stay and I hope that the conversations continue and it just kind of expands. I mean, for me, the most it was fun. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, we would certainly, else, we would certainly of, like yeah. to be involved in, in expanding this further. Any vandalism? Anything, something happened? People tried to I sabotage? Did 
every day I'm sure like somebody was going to come and shut us down. Mm. <laughs> um, but nothing happened. I remember the strangest interaction, like some a 50-year-old black man walks into the gallery and he looks kind of, you know, like from an office. And I think, oh, my God, he's from like, I don't know, the film and distribution. Yeah. Board, and this is it. He's a pastor. <laughs> the yeah, church. he comes to me and he's like, can I speak to somebody about the show? So I'm ready. I've got my speech. Um, and I'm like, hi, yeah, I curated it. And he's like, why did you curate a show that's so politically correct? Mm. Mm. <laughs> and uh-huh. I didn't yeah. see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of like extremely explicit things. And I think it touches on many, many kind of like... I don't know, sexual orientations and this uh, thing on bestiality. There's quite a lot of stuff on the show. Mm. Beautiful. Um, and jo- he, yeah, yeah that, was, that was a really unexpected response. Jonti yeah. and I are coming there on Saturday. Or, yeah. Is it open Saturday, Sunday? Yes. Okay. Yes, we're open Saturday, 10 to 1. I'm going to take Jonti okay. and we're going to go there. And if you need a little bit of, you know, explicit stuff mm. and uh, a little bit more of live shows as well, we're going to take care of yeah, that. Is this? <laughs> Perfect. We'll write on the on the Stevenson Gallery uh, Art Gallery Facebook page when are we there mm. so we can bring our crowd as well. So great, yeah, thank you. It's really it's fascinating, and I think it's just so important that we can open so many different channels for mm-hmm. awareness and for discussion and Absolutely. for sharing. And the more that we can do that, the more we are taking sex out of that darkness because for the majority of people in our country and in our world, it is still the darkest and the most judgmental and least authentic aspect Mm. of life. Mm, Completely. I mean, on paper, our constitution is amazing, but yeah, but um, the expression of that is very different. Yeah. I was having, I was having a discussion with somebody before we came into the studio and we were talking about the fact that, People in high office, in political office, in public service, even in in corporate, in industry, can do all sorts of terrible things on so many levels and Mm -hmm. apologize and be forgiven and make atonement. But somebody does something sexual and that's Mm -hmm. it. You are gone, finished. Completely. Yeah, sex really can bring people to their knees. Yeah, and I, there's a question that I pose from time to time, which I think is fascinating. Because one of the things when you, when you start becoming more public is a lot of your life gets exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, so if somebody was standing for public office and they acknowledged all of, of what they had done and who they were, if somebody acknowledged themselves to be a swinger or to be into bondage or... <laughs> Some sort of sexual expression. What would their chances of election actually be? That's true. Absolutely. I mean, if someone was completely upfront about it from the onset, yeah, uh, maybe we'd have a very different, um, I don't know, political landscape. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, f- I think if our politicians had more really amazing sexual experiences, our world mm. would be a very different place. Absolutely. So it's just such important conversations. So let's get a little bit personal here for a moment, because this is really where it's all about. Hmm. What did you you learn about yourself from doing this that you were not aware of before? That's such a beautiful question. Well, I had to go. I remember um, having to go to, I don't know, maybe like 10 porn shops in Mm -hmm. New York with an Uber looking for Deep Throat, (laughs) the DVD. Um, and I realized after a while that I was initially treating it 
the subject of sex is this kind of very removed curatorial, you know, uh, idea. Mm. Um, but when I started engaging in the act of like visiting the spaces, speaking to people, forcing porn, watching porn, uh, I realized how quite how prudish I actually was. Okay. <laughs> Um, initially, I mean, like it took me aback, and now I'm completely desensitized, to be mm. honest. Um, but it took me aback, and I think that was that was part of the reason that I was fascinated in the, about the subject because it challenges your own inhibitions. It mm. challenges, you know, you think you're super liberal, you're this like curatorial, like super like free person, um, but when you are actually doing sex and not just philosophizing about it. Um, it's, 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 yeah, you start to see how much of the world and your upbringing or uh, what people think impacts you. I mean, I still haven't told my parents that I did an exhibition mm. about sex. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, I'm just so busy. I'm just so busy lately. So we'll tell you in Joburg where you can find Deep Throat. New York's cool, but you can still find it in Joburg. And that's, yeah. that's an easy one. Yeah, I think that's, that's fascinating. What did, uh, have you watched Deep Throat from start to finish? I have. Okay. What did you get from the movie? What did you think about all of that? Sheesh. I mean, okay, I watched, first I watched way too much porn mm. while I was trying to do this show. <laughs> um, but for me, Deep Throat was fascinating because it was like, um, I don't know, I think it changed the game in the ter- in terms of, of what the porn industry was beforehand. Oh, it did. It, it had enormous uh, sexual and social impact. Absolutely. But in, in this, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I have struggled to find, um, to find porn that was as interesting afterwards. Mm. So it almost felt like this thing that opened up um, conversation, unpacked many issues. Um, like, it, it it had a narrative, an interesting narrative. <laughs> it was comical, but interesting. Um, that, I don't know, I actually, I really liked the film. Mm. I wasn't, I couldn't um, find another film that I, I liked this one. Okay, I obviously didn't watch all the porn that there is in the world. Uh, I kind of am a bit pointed out at the moment. Mm. Um, but but it, it's a great it was it's a great moment considering when it was in the context that it was made. Yeah. Um it was definitely incredible. in this golden age of porn, so to speak. Yeah. 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 And have you seen the two documentaries connected with it? Uh, there was yes, one called Lin- I watched one about Linda Lovelace. Yeah. Now, that's interesting because nobody's quite sure exactly what was true in that and what wasn't. Yeah. Which is kind yeah. of fascinating. But there was another yeah. one called Inside Deep Throat, which was about the making of it. Like, was there mafia money involved? How much money it's actually made? Because in cinema history, it is one of the most successful movies ever made for the yeah. amount of money that it earned uh, compared to the investment in it. Yes. Yes. No, I mean, I didn't watch Inside. I haven't seen Inside Deep Throat okay. yet, but I should. I should. Look. Yeah, I think you'd find it quite fascinating because they interview the producer, a guy called Jerry Damiano, um, yes. who was actually a hairdresser and kind of got into porn production. Ah, wow. <laughs> you know, and it made this huge amount of money, but again, nobody's quite sure where all the money went, who got it yes. all. Yeah, the yeah. Sa- the same thing. There, there's a fascinating um, – uh, it was a, a softcore movie called Emmanuel. I remember that today used to, is that the thing they used to screen on like ETV? That's right. That's right. And it <laughs> was on the spot today. You're on the and, <laughs> Yeah. And I saw a little, a documentary about it a, a while ago 
And it's, yeah. a, it, it's a franchise that actually spawned something like 70 different Emmanuel movies. Wow. And the, wow. And the woman who was the star of the first one, a Dutch woman called Sylvia Crystal, actually mm-hmm. ended up almost penniless living in Amsterdam. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they interview her in the movie. Um, and it, again, it was one of those stories that in time had enormous impact. Yeah, because you wonder, like, what happened to Linda Lovelace? Mm. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting story, the, the backstory behind the porn. Oh, it is. And that's where you really start to see some fascinating and even in their way sometimes amazingly empowering stories. Yes. Of of yeah. women who have gone on to into to the field, of, yeah, and, and sex education, and and this whole thing of of authentic porn, which is coming out, you know, through Crash Pad series, things like that, and a lot yeah. of uh, female porn producers who were actresses. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. So, and absolutely, it really is a fascinating so, part of life, yeah, and, can, and what we can do with can it. Can we expect uh, uh, another exhibition coming up on another different aspect? Well, we're certainly um, going to be involved in whatever else there is. Otherwise, we are going to have some serious discussions with paddles and floggers. We're just going to no. We're going to come there and get naked and sit there, and say nobody comes in. Nobody comes in. And the stage is naked sit in. I mean, do you know that we have done two nude shows in the past year? Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, we'll send you some links for the podcast. You can actually yeah. pop it up and see yourself that uh, getting th- – there are small groups mm. that are changing the perception. It's not mm. about doing it or not doing it. It's not about going to the exhibition or mm. not. It's about letting it being legit, acknowledging it as something that mm. uh, people would love to express themselves. It's one of our most yeah. amazing systems. Yeah. It just so, is. So I'm going to put you – I'm going to bring something up that I would love to explore with you further because I'm very involved in the organization of Sexpo this year and we are doing some very, very different things and I would Mm -hmm. love to talk to you about the possibility of some of this being part of that. Sure, absolutely. I'd be very happy to to discuss that. Um, You know, incidentally, one of the artists that that I invited on the show, uh, Lady Scully, Mm -hmm. she does a lot of stuff um, around Sexpo. She does like said podcasts. Yeah. Sex podcast as well. Um, she's really interesting, and I think through her, I learned I learned a little bit more about like the world of the sex and 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 you know other kind of sexual narratives. She'd be an interesting um, yeah. way to, to to kind of engage. Because we actually have a really big floor space this year for our uh, a project that we call Theatre of the Erotic. Oh, wow. And to be able to expand it into some, some different ways would be amazing because that's really what it's all about is how to show people that there's so much more than what I call the porn plastic and panties, <laughs> you know, which is yeah. the porn and the underwear and the toys because yeah. you've looked at how many dildos and how many vibrators and so much underwear and now what? Yeah, and yeah, the, like. And the emphasis this year with the organizers is very much about expanding that and looking at it from a more sensual point of view. Okay. Well, great. I'm really looking forward to it. So I've, I've only been to the sex for once, so I'd, I'd really definitely come this time. Mm. Well, yeah. I think that'll be really awesome to share. Lerata, thank you so much for sharing with us. This has really been interesting, and we really advise everybody go and find the information the stevenson gallery in juta street in bramfontein and the exhibition's only on for another week or so yeah it's almost over so go and check it out 
Yeah, and we have free lube and condoms and stuff. So well, there you go. Free stuff. Free stuff. As long as there's free <laughs> stuff. Hours that are happy. open over the weekend? Um, we're open only on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so you'll see and me And during there. the week, the times? During the week, every day at 9 to 5. Okay. Awesomeness. Wonderful. Yeah. Why aren't you open in the evenings for something like this? Um, well, the opening is in the evening, and through the exhibition, I scheduled a couple of talks mm. um, in the evening. So the talk programs ran in the evenings, but the day was really just the show. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess I decided to do it only when there was a particular event Fair for enough. the show. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think we definitely need to have some wonderful discussions. But thank you so much for talking with us this morning. Thank you very much. This is the funnest interview yet. Oh, you have no idea how much fun we get. So <laughs> we'll continue so, on Saturday. So, so Lerato, next, please come next and time join you us. will be in the studio and then you will see what we get up to. So Duncan, sure. so Duncan, I have to... I have this little voice in my ear. His name <laughs> is Duncan. Duncan yeah, wants to like know. He's like the devil. Yeah, so Duncan wants to know what are you wearing? Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, Maybe Dan. she's a married woman. What's going on? What? Uh, no, Duncan that's Dunk doesn't care. <laughs> I wish I had a more like exciting response to that. I am wearing a Harlem hoodie <laughs> yeah. and check pants. Lerato, you don't need to answer that, girl. You just need to tell Duncan to go and, you know, to do yeah. whatever he wants. Yeah. Be in your power. You just have a beautiful voice. I think that's what he's referring because I've noticed as well you have a beautiful, beautiful voice. Thank and you. we're hoping to meet you in person, take some photos with you on Saturday. Have a for quick sure. tweet yeah. for uh, Cliff Central um, listeners. Yeah. And, and you are absolutely doing something that it makes a lot of innovation. And we are proud of you. And please put, Thank you very much. And we will Thank send you the link to the podcast of the interview so please put it up on all your social media platforms fantastic i will thank you very wonderful. much thank you have a wonderful day okay you too. that is great Bye. johannesburg has sex exhibitions because we have a friend his name is mr mr c you know mm-hmm. mr c and uh, mrs b and he's traveling now in miami and new york and everywhere he goes he sends me those I'm in the art gallery mm-hmm. of erotic art and I'm in the sex museum in New York and I'm this, and I'm like, yeah, we are in Joburg. Yeah. We have, you know, anyway, so <laughs> now we go, we can tell people go to Bromfontein till 3rd of June. There we go. There we go. What a morning. Go to neighbor goods, have some really fantastic breakfast mm, mm, and coffee mm. and oysters. Jonty, I'm taking you on this one. to the gallery. I'm buying you a beautiful so. oyster and champagne. And you're coming with me to the gallery. I'm just telling you, I'm there. We will be back in a moment. Download the Cliff Central app. Available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. So I guess the question that begs itself is, is it too early on Friday morning for a tequila? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. It's a Friday morning and sometimes that's all you need to get to feel a bit sexier. And tequila has health benefits. You know that drinking in Mozambique at the bars there, this thing called R&R, which is rum and raspberry, like rum and raspberry, spaberry or something, in these like big beer mugs. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you one sad thing, because the time we spent there was so beautiful, and we are going to have some people who are on the retreat in the studio really shortly, and we can talk more about it. But it seems to be, for so many people, and it's really sad, they cross the border, and it's like this permission to misbehave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's and, horrible. But that happens for tourism. I know. 
everywhere. And it just makes me really sad because it's such a beautiful place and the energy is so beautiful. And the local people are amazing. They are. And then you get these people who come and they just need to be like, I don't know what. My thinking is always, if you're going to run around a bar dancing like absolute crazy Mm -hmm. at 10 in the morning or 3 in the afternoon, can you do that stone cold sober? And if you can't, <laughs> don't do it. Then, okay. I see what you're That's saying. That's my thing. I have a few people in mind that I know that would do it. Absolutely. But, you know, that was my journey as well. To yeah. stop drinking while I'm yeah. fucking or, you know, while I'm going mm. to uh, dates or sex clubs or whatever. To just own it. Yeah. To in- enjoy or don't do it. Why are you doing it for? Yeah. So, what are you trying to mask? So, tell us about the sex box, the sex thing, whatever the heck oh, it is that, that is you so found. funny. I'm actually looking now trying to put a little bit that. Dunk can just do that sound. The Dunk, sound can you do some <laughs> some porn sounds for us quickly? Yeah, it's kind of a little clue to our dirty dictionary word. Actually, is it? it is. Okay, now I understand a little bit more. So, Dunk, we need some porn sounds, please. Yeah. Well, basically, it's <laughs> Duncan's not interested. You know, you told me that to do porn sound, you take a few pieces of chopped liver and you bang them together and you do. Yeah. Wait, wait. There you go. All kind of cheek there movements. Claudine does that really oh, well. Oh, she's amazing. But, you know, we, we get aroused, as we know from the two two shows before, we get aroused from the sounds mm-hmm. and breathing, and we get aroused from our own breathing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, to make something interesting, you know, the American... So what is this Yeah, thing? yeah. So American Idol, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's American Sex Idol, okay? Mm, so we know idol. everybody's huge on reality shows. And, you know, porn is a very dodgy thing. Now, I just read... Uh, a few articles that came recently and I'm, I'm following the whole thing about legislation of porn and about, you know, forbidding porn because in some countries they still, uh, after, you know, the researches that are being done on porn say that there are aggression, there's aggression there or there's aggressive behavior. But quite interesting, it's in a context. People don't watch porn in no context. And if a girl says to a guy, ride me, daddy, or whatever uh, the case may be, it's for almost therapeutic. It's a place to go and really like let your fantasies go, right? Mm-hmm. So porn was actually even proven to be uh, with benefit effects if you do it, of course, in measurements and you don't do it a lot. And the most important thing where the porn is coming from, not supporting human trafficking and so forth. Having said that, <laughs> the Americans thought if we can do the X factor with music, mm-hmm. if we can do the Big Brother, why can't we do the porn, the new porn star with the sex factor? Okay. Now, I can't put the trailer because that's like, you know, publicity so and so on. It's a show called The Sex Factor. It's called The Sex Factor. You can find it online. It's not going to be broadcast on, you know, TV. Uh, you know, <laughs> mainstream, just watch after Game of Thrones. That's not going to be the case. Even though Game of Thrones, I think there's some parts that are actually more intriguing than this um, amazing series. And you can check the trailer out. We're going to pop it, uh, at least part of it, without all the commercial parts. Quite interesting. A whole judge uh, team, like a whole board, they're checking. Uh, like this, Those people are competing each other. What is it to be a porn star? You need to be, obviously, with no drugs. You need to be healthy. They all work out. They all have amazing sex skills. And quite frankly, it's an interesting question. So it's eight men and eight women yeah. who are competing for yeah. a $1 million prize. Exactly. An increasingly explicit like the big contest. So it's a reality show. Exactly. And one of them at the end of it gets a porn contract. Exactly. A porn contract to do in the most dignified 
porn studio. Okay. And that's well, a question. So I've signed up already. Yeah. <laughs> a bit okay. overweight, but I'm, I'm working on so that. Are we going to start the South African version? I think you can Sponsored be in the board. by Neil. I hope you're listening. <laughs> Who do we find a sponsor for this for? I think that uh, a lot of companies are afraid to put their name there because it's to make porn something very legit, very uh, day-to-day. Why not being a porn star? Because there's so much bad context, actually. But it's it's fascinating. Actually, the trailer is ext- extremely long. You can see through the contestants, through the people, like the fights, of course, that comes with the fight. I think it's the same lady from the singles from the Playboy Sexologist. She looks no, exactly the same. No, it's not the same. Okay, it's not Jess O'Reilly. No, but she's another. So they, of course, make it very, very glamorous. And yeah, I suggest you check it out because in the end of the day, porn is here to stay. Porn is not going away anywhere. And webcamming is something which is becoming more and more friendly in many ways. You see there's a lot of respect in some forums. There's a lot of almost love and friendship. The question is, if we make this legit... What are the consequences? And the way I see it, it's just going to bring a bit more light, a bit more at least, I don't know, the feel that it's not so sleazy and dirty. And it's actually something that you, if you really love sex and you really want to be a porn star, why don't you go sit in that glorious villa? And there's amazing people. Look at them. We're just watching the trailer now. We're going to try and pop whatever we can. And yeah, it's kind of amazing. So super explicit. Uh, I suggest to watch it with a little, with a pinch of salt. But it's nice if you're watching the Kardashians and, you know, you guys really like sex. Go see how bored a full judge panel giving a blowjob and, you know, scoring you and saying, yeah. listen, it's wonderful to do it like this, maybe not like that. And the guys are sex crazed. So it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. it is quite fascinating. Yeah. So it's interesting. And it, it's made for online yep. consumption, which is definitely a trend of where so much media is going. True that. And you you don't want to, you know, it's difficult for yeah. big firm, big mm. companies to say they're supporting this. But it looks clean, you know. Mm. It looks okay. So I like to watch porn. I like to, to, to see people that would like to have a lot of sex. Yeah. And the interviews and things with the contestants make it, that just gives it something really, really different. More so realistic. It doesn't look like that woman was just taking away from a, you know, huge mm. truck just delivered from South America or something like that. I don't know. I think it's worth a watch. Again, come with it to understand, come, come with it. Come on it. No. <laughs> come to the topic. When you are prepared, you know what is porn. We're all mm. watching and 98% watch, 2% lie. Mm. We know. So at least you can say, all right, this is the reality mm. behind the industry. And this is what we need to support, not those dodgy uh, places mm. that don't even see if they get paid, drugs, disease, and mm. so forth. So here's something interesting that comes to me from this. Because a lot of times people ask, how do we open certain conversations with our partners? How yeah. do we... Um, where do we start engaging with some of these things? So, for example, the audio book that we've produced, Let's Talk About Sex, is an amazing way because it has so many different topics for people to start engaging and having discussions. And one of the benefits of a show like this is it opens those kind of doors that you watch something with your partner and you talk about what did you think about that? What exactly. did you feel? Education. What was the impact that it had on you? Was there an arousal? What about that turned you on? And it opens the most amazing, amazing discussions because you really start to firstly acknowledge your desire, your authenticity. 
And that is really so, so important. Because when you can own what turns you on, that's when you're starting to get more in touch with your sexual authenticity. That is so true. I just want to say that if I, I'm never going to have this body. I'm mm. never going to. Maybe those women are specifically driven by the money, the mm. fame, the, the sex. doesn't matter. I can be an aspect of that woman. Mm. I can be, maybe be an hour a week that woman. I don't need to be that woman all the time. I can just enjoy the full expression mm. of myself. And one day I can be this vulnerable, unbelievable, mm. relaxed, and beautiful, sensual woman. And one day I would like to actually st- stretch Again, wrong word. Mm-hmm. Try my li- to expand my limits. Maybe I can just take one of those energy elements. Mm. Be that fire. Yeah. And that's where authenticity and vulnerability go together. And over the last couple of weeks, I've been on this amazing personal learning curve. And vulnerability is one of the single most important factors in learning, in expanding, And I've learned a lot over the years. I've learned a lot about love. I've learned a lot about relationships, a lot about sexuality, sensuality, and pleasure. And at the moment, I have to say I'm learning so much more of what love really is. Wow. So let's share something. You want to do an amazing exercise over the weekend, over the next week. Think about, and a good way to do this is actually to write it because that makes it very real. Okay. Sit with pen and paper. And you could do it on your phone, you could do it on your laptop, tablet, whatever. Think about what you are getting from loving and from pleasure. What you're getting. Not the person that you're loving, not what I might love about you. What do I get Mm. from loving you? You want to change your perspective on your relationship? This is the way that you do it. Why do I love you? What do I get from that? Not, what do I love about you? What do I get? What in me? So, for example, it shows me where I can't receive. It shows me where I hold back. The feeling of that love in me inspires me to be creative, to expand. Turn it around. Turn it inwards and put it back on you and we spoke about this quite a lot on the retreat and people were just amazed at having permission to be a little bit more selfish in understanding i'm in this space with you because of the happiness the joy that it's giving me and then i see The power of me being in that space, of me giving, of me sharing of myself. And that is where so much starts to change in you and the way that you look at relationships. That is fascinating. It's this amazing idea. And when we start turning that back on us, then we see, wow, the power of this togetherness, of this sharing, of this expression touches me that I am loving for the growth, for the healing, for the power, the feelings, the emotions, the energy, the everything in me. And then I can do even more of that. And the giving changes so much in all of that. 
That's beautiful because we are so motivated or driven by let me pleasure him today and mm. what I need to change for him or for her and uh, I haven't done enough this week or whatever. And instead of just thinking, what do I want? That's the best incentive. What yeah. do I need? Because we are in relationship or in connection or in experience to make ourselves happy and fulfilled. I cannot make you happy. If you decide that you're going to be a miserable person, you are going to be a miserable person. It doesn't matter how much somebody gives you. It doesn't matter what they do for you. That is about them. But if I decide to be happy and I decide to have this amazing life and you decide that, together we can create this incredible expansion. And even if I'm doing that on my own, I'm doing that because of the amazing love, the possibility that it opens for me. And that is so much power in that. Because then my happiness isn't dependent on something outside of myself. And that's, for so many of us, unfortunately, what it is that we do. It's about somebody else. So I'm happy today because you said you love me. What happens when you don't say that? Exactly. What happens when that's not there or that changes? Does my happiness change with it? Yeah, if you didn't love me, I will be sad. There's no question of that. But what about the fact that this amazing life is this incredible gift for me? And the more I can give in that, the more parts of myself I get to experience. Tell us about Mozambique, John T. Oh, just magical. Just a minute. Tell us how much what we missed. And I know the, the, the booking, the list for, for next, in the next two months is going to be another one is already full, almost full. So tell us a little bit. Magical time with the dolphins in the water, which mm. is just timeless being in this energy. I'd love to tweet one of your photos now. We're going to. We will do that soon. When Courtney's okay. back, and we'll have a whole right. lot of stuff. Yeah, shame. We'll John phone went into sensual retreat as well. Yes. And... <laughs> So when Courtney's back in Joburg next week, we will do, we'll have some beautiful pictures and footage and we will put them up. Um, we'll create a little, um, something of the yes. experience. Maybe like a short, even like, even a gallery. We've been linked yeah. to a gallery of, of photos. All of that. Yeah. And we're going to get some people in the studio who were on the retreat to share their experience. That which is, is something. Because really cool. I can talk about know. it and I can talk about yes. how amazing it is. But, mm. but the awesome thing for me as a facilitator is what I was able to learn and experience. And I absolutely love that because when I can learn something and I can grow and expand, that is just the best. That means you're absolutely real and that's why I inspire you. That's and it, why I think you inspire And, and it comes back to that idea that I'm there as much for me and the more I'm there for me, the more I have to share with you. That's just such an amazing idea, especially when that comes from the heart. Be in your relationship because of your heart. Mm. That's a friggin' awesome sentence. Uh, and you know what? We are. Be in your relationship yeah, because for, of your for your heart, heart, for your soul. That's beautiful. I like that. Yeah, because all the time it's about finding the husband, finding the gorgeous chick, finding yeah. the I'll be prestige. happy when I have. Yeah, it's about exactly. And it sounds broad, but if you actually look at it and ask yourself today, why am I with a person I presume I love or I mm. am comfortable with. Ask that question. It is going to be mind-boggling 
that you actually be truthful to yourself and ask why mm. you're together. That's and it true. really changes so much. What did Mabali say today that everybody laughed? I forgot already about the ass. Love ass. What was that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to make it a it's about sex in art. Yeah, sex and in art. And the way she was saying it, it was coming out of sex in art. Yeah. Now, sex in art is wonderful, I have to tell you, if you know what you're doing. Exactly. And we keep coming back to that. So. And there will be DVDs, and so watch the space. Absolutely. So, MNG soundtrack. Sorry? And, oh, yeah. <laughs> a dirty dictionary word. I was like, OMG soundtrack? Yes. No, we went somewhere else yes. very quickly. Yes. So... It's not coffee at Mug and Bean and whatever no. music they might be playing. An MNG soundtrack is a moan and groan soundtrack, which is porn. Porn. Oh. It's the soundtrack for a porn movie. So all the moaning and groaning. All I the, see. <sighs> and all of those. Oh, yeah, that li- I always so. wanted. I don't have a good voice. <laughs> and you know, shouting in Israeli is like, look, <laughs> it's not good for the no, environment. It doesn't sound no. very romantic. No, unless some people in BDSM like mm. it, that, that might be the case. There we go. But that's <laughs> what an MNG soundtrack <laughs> Yes. And I do want to send a shout out for a second because it's an NGO, it's a non-profitable mm-hmm. organization. I want to send a shout out to Mina that is launching today. Their Twitter handle is meet underscore Mina. They're just a South African proudly product. It's really not, I don't want even to, it's not about advertising. You can't buy it. It's just an amazing initiative to give 1 million girls in Africa, starting with South Africa and rural areas, giving them a menstrual cup that's uh, to actually sponsor for them that they can go to school and don't miss. You know that mm. some women in rural areas miss one year in 12 years of mm. school. Five days every month is a one year of school. Yeah, it's so an, it's, an it's amazing. So, so maybe you can invite her to come talk to us. Definitely. Dr. Mashadi, she's a psychiatrist. Great. She's a part of the, of the board. Mm. And she was just unbelievably kind to invite me just to see mm. that people in this country care, care for people, care for women, mm. And I'm just so proud of her. Well done to the whole team. They're amazing. And it's hashtag Mina. And you can see, just read about it, see how much things are happening to help our girls to go to school. Fantastic. Wonderful. Tuesday night, something really special. The what are we doing? Very last water <gasps> massage before Too cold. winter. Yeah. No, the water is 37 degrees. Okay, I'm going to try my best. Whoa. And that's the last one before winter. I'll invite some people because the water gets the water gets the water stays warm, but Can the you air stay gets with cold, and it's more people's suits? perceptions. Yes, of course. Okay, cool. So and we have a wonderful group of people. Wonderful. A lot of people who've never done this before coming to have a big adventure. Wow. So I'm really looking Connect forward to the it water. Because as you said, Mozambique water. You know, then you had the dolphins, but even just mm. in hot, beautiful, clean water to be in a safe environment, mm. just connect to your own sensuality. Yes. I have really enjoyed being here with you I this morning. I think you're Thank amazing. You. Welcome, for, welcome this back. This was really cool. I've really enjoyed this. Thank you. I have no idea what we're talking about next week, but you have to know one thing. It is going to be fun. And well, hopefully with less clothes <laughs> and with the sex position. We could do that. Okay. There's no question of that. Yay. We can just do for that. me to enjoy, you yes. know, just so I don't get bored or anything like that. We can do that. So you better find an interesting position. <laughs> promise, for week promise, tomorrow. and I'm and I'm going to bring an actress to actually demonstrate with me. A wonderful lady actress. Fantastic. Strap-ons are allowed. Okay, we can do. Can we do a vegan strap-ons from cucumbers and stuff? <laughs> hey, I'm trying to be healthy, you know. I'm trying to build that summer body everybody's talking about. You can do 
Okay. Cucumber strap-ons. You can do banana strap-ons. Oh, my and do anything. Double. Like one with cucumber, one go. with banana. There we go. I always say, do men have three cocks? Because women have three holes. <laughs> no, so learn to use your other parts of the body, okay? <laughs> Bananas will help. Up next Sorry. is Casper and the Love team. And this was a song we heard so much in Mozambique, so it has to be for mm. this morning. And we wish you all so much pleasure. Download the Cliff Central app. Available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store.